Welcome to the Real Perspectives Podcast, where we explore stories from around the commercial real estate market. I am your host, co-founder and publisher of the registry, Vladimir Bosanets. On today's show, we are going to do a quick San Francisco commercial real estate market overview. And today, that is brought to you by Zach Monsies. Zach is a vice president at Transwestern in San Francisco, and his team advises on leasing and capital markets transactions throughout the San Francisco Bay Area on behalf of institutional landlords, family trusts, and owner-occupiers. Zach joins us today from his office in San Francisco to talk about what he's seeing shaping the market today and how that may impact real estate in the near future. Zach, good afternoon. How are you? Doing well. About yourself, Odd? Doing well. Doing well. Where do we find you today on this uh, Friday afternoon? I am in south of Market in San Francisco. Nice, sunny, clear day. Little cool as per San Francisco in March, yes. um, but you know, perfect, perfect. I you know can't complain from where I'm sitting. Excellent. Are you in the office or uh, still sheltering or sheltering from your uh, from your from your colleagues? <laughs> I am I am in the office uh, in in my own office and uh, with the door closed here, uh, not sheltering from anybody except for except for maybe my manager. No, no I'm kidding. <laughs> but. Uh, um, yeah, yeah. So we're we're in the office. A uh, lot of tour activity going on. Been been touring every day. So it's it's been been great to kind of be back in the back in the saddle here. Interesting, interesting, great. So Zach, just as a way of introduction, uh, kind of give us a little bit about you know your background, uh, what you do at Transwestern, and kind of a just just a sense of uh, you know what what your daily role there is. Barry, a native. I grew up in San Jose and uh went to school at cal so uh took a nice little loop around the bay area until i landed in san francisco and i've been doing commercial real estate here leasing and sales for uh coming up on 10 years and my uh my wife and i and our dog winslow we just moved to larkspur so we're one of the the cohorts of the millennial group that decided to take the leap into the suburbs at the beginning of the pandemic. <laughs> right, right. Nothing wrong with that, let me tell you. <laughs> so Yeah, yeah. Yeah, excellent, excellent. So uh, you and I connected. Uh, obviously, we have had a relationship with uh, your company for you know several years here, and we've, we've done some uh, you know, great work together. So one of the things that we were trying to do with uh, this interview specifically was to kind of get a little bit of a, of a perspective of what's happening in the, in the market today. And so you uh, offer to help us with that. You compose this, you know, weekly update that you send out to your clients and people in the industry. So I thought we'd kind of, you know, use that as a as a framework of our uh, of our conversation. Um, so uh, tell us a little bit about, you know, what are what are kind of the big news items that that you've seen there? Um, obviously, this week there's been some news from you know J.P. Morgan about their space needs. There is, um, you know, great anxiety I think around the industry about what work from from home looks like or what returning to work um, in the office looks like. What what have you seen? Yeah, yeah. So great question. I think we're still really in the early innings here for for data points as far as office occupancy is concerned. But uh, you know, that being said, the downtown office occupancy as it relates to you know most of the traditional industries is still pretty light. Uh, traffic is definitely back. You know, I'd peg that right around 60 or 70%. So it's indic- indicative that folks are driving into downtown, not necessarily taking public transit too much. 
Um, but what has been something that has been very valuable and, and an interesting piece is we've noticed that there's been a, a major, major jump in tour activity. So there's a lot of folks planning for Q3 or Q4 occupancy uh, alongside with the financial industry giving news that varying varying levels of employees will be back late April, early May, kind of in a slow drip campaign. Yeah. Uh, there's been, there's been a lot of, of talk in social media about the financial sector and, and, you know, special acquisition, uh, uh, special acquisition companies, special purpose acquisition companies that have uh, created a ton of work in the mergers and acquisition sector. And so a lot of these bankers, they're, they're being, really, really heavily worked uh, from a work from home setting and there's really no time to turn off. And it's it's funny that that some of these folks might actually feel a little bit more, uh, you know, uh, in a better mental state if they actually get to spend some time in the office with, with some of their colleagues. <laughs> yeah. So that's been a, yeah, that's been a funny sort of, you know, thing that we've been seeing here. Sure. Sure, sure. From uh, you, you mentioned there's been quite a bit of uh, increase in tour activity. What what kind of activity is this? So, is this actually companies looking for large amounts of space, or it's just sort of general activity, kind of uh, you know kicking the tires around sublease space and just trying to figure out you know what their what their next uh, move might be. Yeah, so we're tracking currently five tenants at least that are over 100,000 square feet that are in varying levels of kicking tires. So I wouldn't be surprised if we see some pretty big announcements in Q3 and Q4 as it relates to as it relates to long-term leases here. And then the the tech sector still seems like it's trying to figure out uh, what exactly the the fangs are doing and the the bigger boys are doing yeah. all uh, Google, Facebook, Salesforce um, with you know, a variety of different circumstances and, and, you know, surveys through, throughout their employees, they're, they're kind of saying, okay, maybe two to two to three days a week. But a lot of those, a lot of those surveys are coming back and saying 70% of the employees, um, kind of across that type technology industry are all looking at, uh, in some form or another, reoccupying office space, whether that be two to three days a week, maybe a little, little bit more, maybe a little bit less. Yeah. On the tours, is this, um, are you noticing, are these companies, is this new space? Is this expansion because they feel they're going to need more space per uh, employee? So there, there has not been a ton of chatter about more space per employee, but there's a lot of opportunistic moves right now is what, is what I'd, what I'd say to that. Interesting. There's, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So folks that have uh, are kind of feeling like they're they're on an island as as the tide kind of pulled back in. They're maybe thinking about getting a little bit closer into the da- downtown financial core. Maybe considering Mission Bay since they've got some more employees commuting from the South Bay. Um, so it's a variety of reasons that uh, that these folks are looking for space right now. Yeah, um, there's been some discussion around kind of the you know resurgence of you know shared uh, office spaces like you know WeWork and things like that, um, or at least as a way to enable additional flexibility for these companies to give to their employees. Are you noticing that also kind of kicking up too? Yeah, yeah. So the occupancy of co-working spaces is definitely definitely coming back. The well-positioned spaces in 
core locations are the are the spots to watch under the closest microscope i would yeah. say the the open office with with a dedicated desk is still lagging as far as occupancy is concerned in those co-working spaces and i think that's just uh, and, you know, until you have both your vaccine shots and, and are feeling 100% comfortable, uh, you know, folks are a little bit remiss to be sharing that open space air with, um, with you know, folks from other com- companies. Sure. It's, it's a bit of a difficult proposition for we work to oversee a, a whole testing regimen and then, you know, a company within that space in an open space, uh, you know, kind of being responsible for employee safety. So that's that's still a. A question mark that's up in the air until vaccines are more ubiquitous. Yeah. One of the things that you also mentioned in your uh, newsletter is uh, it seems inevitable that the Fed might be raising its uh, interest rates shortly. Uh, tell us about that and kind of how what, what impact that might have throughout the industry. Yeah, yeah. So right now it's not a tremendously big deal except in in the equity markets that it could create a little bit of a lag there. There's a tremendous amount of capital still available for acquisitions of buildings and a couple couple percentage rate bump is not going to be the end of the world. Um but you know a lot of Robinhood traders could be upset <laughs> as they <laughs> yeah. as they get in the market and then see that lag in the equity markets if uh if you know it comes to fruition with a couple more rate bumps through 2023. So uh, I wouldn't say it's a, it's going to be a tremendous lag on commercial real estate yet, but it's something just keep an eye on and, and make sure we're make sure we're tracking. Yeah, that. you don't you don't anticipate any impact by the end of the year either uh, as a as a result of that. Not not with the information that we're currently seeing now. Got it. Got it. Um, unemployment um, really skyrocketed last year. There's been some, uh, you know, reemployment of uh, those, you know, resources uh, since things kind of got a little bit better, uh, you know, in the in the fall. And you know, seems like we are hitting some kind of positive pictures every now and then, but still, a lot of people remain um, unemployed. What are, what are you seeing uh, on that sort of spectrum, and how is that driving some of the folks that you're dealing with? Yeah, so the March jobs report was fascinating because it was a blowout jobs report. We almost we were 900,000 new jobs added throughout the United States, which was fantastic. And primarily those were related to hospitality and leisure sectors. So uh, hotels are staffing back up in order to prepare for travel again, which is, you know, one going to be one of the next steps here. And that's that's a really heartening sign for just the health of retail and the health of downtown financial cores and um, tourism also. And you're seeing that kind of throughout the area also. Do you, do you see a trickle down of that happening throughout throughout the region in the Bay Area too? It's it's a very, very slow drip right now. But it, yes, I'd, I'd, I'd say that there, what was our number? It was 6,300 jobs had been added uh, over the previous quarter in San Francisco, also related heavily to that hospitality and tourism sector. Um, not seeing a ton of tourists on the streets yet, but, uh, I think that that's going to be a function of knowledge workers coming back down to the downtown financial core and, uh, people just feeling generally safer about, uh, about their health and, yeah, and yeah. visiting sites. And, uh, speaking of safety, so it looks like, uh, Pfizer announced today that it is requesting, uh, FDA clearance for the vaccine for kids ages 12 to 15, which will be, a uh, 
tremendous thing for everybody, anybody that, 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 you know, has kids, um, like my family, for instance, um, yep. tell us, what are you hearing, seeing on that front, just in terms of, you know, what, uh, you know, occupiers, landlords are kind of doing, thinking, and, uh, what the impact of something like that might be on the broader market? Yeah, definitely. I mean, kids have been home for a year. I really feel for, for children right now, kind of going through this. Um, you know, if you're a, uh, if you're a five-year-old, you know, 20% of your life has been spent under this pandemic, which is just absolutely insane. Um, but that's also something that creates a, a big lag on office occupancy. And, and I, I would be sure that if you were surveying your employees and they had children at home, they'd be best to head downtown for the entirety of the day if they don't have any childcare available. And so having that vaccine available and, sh- and its efficacy showing you know, close to 100% is a really positive sign for the market because I'd say that that's one of the major lags. Is what do we do with the with the children and dogs that we've been um, paying so so much attention to and, and been able to give so much time to um, at the house, but um, now we don't have anybody to care for them if we're if we're stepping out. So that's, that's right. a yeah. it's a major 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 point in that office reoccupation office reoccupation and. Through that, you're also going to see a resurgence in retail as well, given uh, more knowledge workers in the downtown financial course. Yeah. Zach, over the next uh, sort of few months, what are going to be some of the indices or trends that you're going to be tracking to kind of have a sense of uh, where the market's going? Yeah. So with all this tour activity and and paper trading now, that's going to that's gonna really be an indicator as, as those comps start to come out and we actually start to see... A lot more data points again, more data points, kind of what we were used to in the 2014s, 2015s, 2016s, kind of that last uh, recovery from the the great financial crisis. I think that, you know, as we start seeing those data data points, that's going to be a major step in figuring out where we really stand and how much of that sublease space that's been hitting the market. And there could even be more sublease space hitting the market over the over the next couple of months what sort of lag that creates and downward pressure that creates in um, in the rental rates or if the recovery is quick enough, if that if those rental rates just stabilize and then continue on their, their upward trend that they have been these yeah. uh, previous two quarters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Zach, if uh, our listeners would like to uh, say hello and learn more about the market uh, from you, how did they get in touch with you? Yeah, yeah. It's the easiest way is email, and that's Zach, Z-A-C dot M-O-N. S-E-E-S at transwestern.com. Transwestern, all one word. And I'm available all the time and happy to chat about the market or any specifics, um, whatever it may be. Excellent. Well, thank you for taking the time to chat with us for this quick update. Uh, Look forward to connecting with you again soon. Perfect. Thanks so much, Vlad. Thank you for listening to the Real Perspectives podcast. Stories like these help us shape our understanding of the industry, and we appreciate you taking the time to listen to it. Please follow us on any app where you get your podcasts and tell your colleagues about us. Thank you in helping us spread the word about our work and the industry that is changing the face of business.